My name is Dustin, and welcome to the Earthian Podcast, where I explore the everyday stories, emotions, and realities that make up the human experience as we know it on Earth. Today's guest is from the Seattle area. I met him at work where every morning I would get to the office at 7 a.m. and see him smiling like it was a Saturday morning. I think that encapsulates him as a person. Today in our conversation, we talk about balancing, caring for others, and caring for yourself. We talk about what his dad told him that shifted his perspective on failure. And we talk about what it means to be an explorer. This is my conversation with Bobby Davis. It's going down, man. What's up, bro? It's been a minute, huh? <laughs> Chilling out. Say, say again? It's been a minute. It's been a, it's been a cool minute, man. Real talk. But shit, it, it sounds like we've both been doing our thing in the meantime, man. It's good to see you. How you been? Yeah, I've been good. You know, this this project has been interesting. So I started just writing, right? And I was trying to overcome the fear of sharing, like, vulnerable thoughts to the public. So that was something that I was trying to get over. So I just started writing in my personal blog and not sharing with anybody. And then I started sharing it on Instagram. And just like, not even following my friends, just, I, I was just like so nervous about like what people would think, you know? Um, yeah. So so I just started slowly sharing, just to like share to nobody, just to get overcome mm-hmm. that. And then my girlfriend started sharing my stuff on her personal account, which is like a lot of my friends follow her. And then just kind of like started building, building on itself. But yeah, it's been interesting, man. And then, you know, this podcast thing. It just came out of me being interested in people and always having these kind of conversations with people. So I started the project uh, actually back in school. It was me and this other girl at school. We went on Market Street in San Francisco and we sat at a table on the sidewalk, on like a busiest sidewalk where the, it, it was like a dope place because the intersection of all the tech bros were there. Like all, you're talking about like all the Twitter people, Facebook, yeah. you know, they're around yeah. that area. And then the same area, it was like drug dealers, it was homeless people. And so it was like this like place where the two combined, it was crazy to see Flash the, of the, the world, extreme. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, we, we sat at this table and we had a sign that said, take a story, leave a story. And the idea was we, we were the middle guy and people would either tell us their stories and we would pass them on to other people or they would, um, they wanna hear our stories. So we started sharing. And um, people started coming up to us and telling us their stories, like really personal stories. And nobody wanted to hear other people's stories. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Nobody wanted to hear other people's stories? No. Interesting. Uh, people wanted to share. People, like, I think people needed a space to vent. Okay. And like the, the stories that we heard were crazy. So people like unloaded on us. Um, so that was kind of the, the start of, I was like, okay, so people need a space to, to share their opinions. And then at the same time, I had this, uh, I was in this world of like, how do we create like a feeling of empathy in the world? And I watched that show on Netflix called uh, One Strange Rock. You remember this? I've you never know? heard of that. Okay, so it was, it was hosted by Will Smith, but uh, he, <laughs> <For> <laughs> which is wild, but he, um, he talks to, or they interview like eight astronauts that went to space. Okay. And there's something that when you go to space and you look back at the earth, it's called the overview overview effect. Okay. So it's like this feeling of like, we're all the same. There's no borders, you know, it's oh, okay. like, uh, kind of puts into perspective. Exactly. So to, so, so to speak. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
that show combined with this other idea that I was I, I was thinking about from before, it, they kind of combined. And I was like, okay, so how do I create something out of this? Which is why I call it Earthian. It's like this new, it's like rebranding of the term Earthling. You know what I mean? That's hard. That's yeah. hard, dog. I'm not even about the front. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> the, story, the story behind it is hard. <laughs> that shit was dope. Okay, I, I fuck with that. Okay. Yeah. That's that's really dope. Okay, so the so it's it's playing on that story. So the bit like the fact that you kind of have this experience once you go outside outside of Earth to look back and be like we're all Earthian. That plays yes. into the emp- empathy story. We're all connected. We share more compassion. I fuck with that. Exactly. Yeah. Heavily. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Let me go get some sides. My feet are getting clammy in this thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, I got my socks on too. It's cold over here. It's hot. It's hot as hell. It's like 104 outside right now. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) So the goal of the podcast is to understand how you experience life, um, what motivates you to do what you do and, you know, how you feel through it all. So to start, I want to talk about how you identify um, because this is a podcast that there's no video aspect. I mean, we see each other right now, but I'm not Mm -hmm. going to publish video. So how would you describe yourself to someone who can't see or interact with you? How would I describe myself to somebody who can't see or interact with me? I guess it would depend on, on oh, like why I'm describing myself, but I would, I would say I'm an average height male. Um, I, my, my skin is brown. It can be darker depending on how hot it is. Um, and, and honestly, depending on the situation, that's maybe all I would give them. You know what I'm saying? If it was a date or something like that, maybe I'd be like, "I'm in shape, let him feel on me" or something like that. But, but if it was like, if it, if it, if it's just like somebody's like, "Describe you," if a you know a blind person walked up to me and was like, "Who are you? Describe yourself." Uh, that's probably all, all I would say, honestly, and then and then reveal more like as is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's say they they were curious about you. They wanted to learn know a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say they were wondering about the roles that you play. Uh, in your life so okay that that okay. means like thinking about how what your position is i guess with the people around you or relative to the people around you what would you say oh, okay then? man i would say uh i would say i consider myself like a son you know what i'm saying like uh like a person that really gives off uh, radiation uh light warmth uh or radiates light and warmth and and kind of protection that's that's how i see myself like uh with my friend group my family and i want to be that the sun does does a crazy thing. It gives it gives us like light, warmth. Uh, it allows things to grow on this planet, and by doing that, it creates a gravity and pulls things in. Yeah. And so I I, I kind of think of uh, certain people the same way. And so I I think of myself as one of those people is like giving off this energy, like 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 give off that protection, that light, and that warmth, so you can you can pull people in. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to be close to you. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would tell them to visualize myself as, as like a like a small son. <laughs> that's dope <laughs> you know? um, okay so did and you know I, I mean just knowing you and the interactions we've had I, I can attest to that the funny thing so we work together but uh, I didn't realize until maybe a month after we started working together that I was following you on Instagram and I followed your account okay because uh, you had a video of you talking about you had been going through some stuff I forget. I don't think you like disclose what details it was, but like you were saying, you were you were struggling with something, and you're like, sometimes it's okay to take a break. And oh yeah. 
Facts. And that 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 uh, video was the reason I started following you because I was like, damn, this dude is so positive, but at the same time he's like empathetic. He understands. So, you know, that th- that's like a trait that I can attest to personally, just knowing you. But I'm curious if did you did you make a decision consciously to be that, or have you always been like that? Mm, I think I think kind of both. Like I think, um, you know, as as people, we have I think we have like little inklings of uh, there's like certain things about us that are very characteristic, and we can like water those so they grow. Or we can, uh, maybe if we don't like those parts of us, maybe we are attracted to other things. And so we try to water our other parts of ourselves and grow. I think, uh, again, this is, <laughs> this is not like a shameless plug. I'm not trying to big myself up, but I think I've kind of, I've seen things within myself where I'm like, man, I, I like that. And I think that could be good. And I want to water that. And so I try to consciously do that. And that, and that's, and that's one of those things. Like, I know, I know that's something I have control over. I can control how I interact with people. I can control uh, what I give to somebody just as far as my thoughts or my words or my energy. And, and if I can't control that, then, then why not? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like giving somebody free money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and so I, I, I try to, I think I try to consciously do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you changed any part of yourself? Have you seen a part that you haven't liked that you decided to change? Yeah, definitely. I, I would say there was a, especially when I was younger, there was a certain aspect of me that would, that kind of, I, I was pretty aggressive. You know, I went through, um, I went through some hurt when I was younger. And so I would, I, I, I would be aggressive to some of the people around me. I would fight a lot in school. I, I would, I would sometimes say, say brash things, you know, when I was, when I was younger or, or make it known that I could, I'm, I can defend myself. Like I'm going to stand on this ground and that, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Um, and I realized when I got to, when I got to high school, I think it was, it was pretty obvious. Um, you know, I really, I didn't have that many friends, (laughs) you know, and I was, and I was like, damn, like people would be, people would attracted to me because I would be kind of extroverted or, or gregarious or, or talk, you know, or make jokes and things like that. But people didn't want to get too close to me. And I, I started, I started analyzing this. I was like, why, why, why is this? And I had, would have people, some people tell me, man, you're mean. Or girls would be like, you're mean. And so I, uh, I didn't, th- that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to, uh, I, I love, I love people. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think I'm a people person. And so I thought that was kind of counterproductive to what, to what I wanted and what I wanted to achieve. And so, and so, yeah, I think in early high school, I was like, man, what can I not, not change myself? Like be somebody I'm not, but what, what can I do to amplify the good aspects of me and, and connect with people? Like it's not, it's not cool to, it's, it's not cool to push people away, you know what I mean? Or try to make somebody feel bad or be divisive, you know what I'm saying? So I try to, I try to work on that consciously. Yeah, that I, I, I completely understand the, uh, the aggressive thing. Like, I feel like I'm still kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like for me, it's like constant struggle to be like, if somebody says something to me that I disagree with, that just like hits me the wrong way, I'll mm-hmm. like snap, you know, I'll just snap at them. Um, but and I'm trying man. to I'm trying to create that space where it's like, all right, before you snap, just sit for a second. Why are you snapping? And then snap if if I decide that it's the right thing. But I'm still working on that. You know, in, in that and that's so powerful. Like what you're saying, when somebody says something, that sense right there. When somebody says something that I disagree with, because it's been I I have like a visceral reaction like inside. I can fit right when somebody says it. I have a feeling inside. I've been trying to do my best to really check that. We're we're both in the creative field, 
So it manifests perfectly when you show somebody a design and then you get you get some yeah. feedback sometimes. Or maybe the per maybe the person that you're getting feedback with is whack. They're just trash. And I'm like, why are you even giving me feedback, bro? You're buns. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but at the but at the same time, that that's almost like a that's almost like a wall where where now so if somebody's giving me feedback and I have this on my mind, now I'm missing. There could be a gem in there, but now I'm missing it because I done you know what I'm saying? I done turned it off in my mind. Yeah. I done took it, got an attitude. So it's like it, being able to control that that emotional energy. And another thing too, I, I believe wholeheartedly, as soon as I have the, that thought, I feel like that person can feel that even even just mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna tinge the 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 conversation or the exchange. Whereas if I can if I can you know do the hard work to control that, then it it creates the environment where now we can there's a little bit more push and pull. That person is not afraid to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to take to take that honesty. And now we can both try to come to some mutual truth, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, in the design environment, we're trying to get a design or whether that's uh, shit at the house with my girl and we're having a conversation. So I think it, right. it spans across both. Yeah, for sure. OK, so you, you mentioned your girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm interested in is like relationships. And, you yeah. know, we, we don't have to go deep into details. I'm, yeah, so I'm, not yeah, ask, yeah. I'm not asking you to do that, but like. I'm I'm curious. What are some things that maybe not just with her, but with the the relationships that you have in your life? What what is something that you've kind of pulled from that that you've learned, or something that's shifted you as a person? Oh man, uh, respect respecting yourself with, without without question. That's one thing that I've learned from just relationships in general, and and the way the way you pick partners or the way people pick par- partners. And this is this is probably something that's personal to me, but I noticed, you know, sometimes in an effort to please my my woman, not not physically, but just like in a relationship, like like maybe emotionally or something, I may put myself on the back burner. You know what I mean? I may mm-hmm. I may do all these things to try to show you, hey, I love you. And in doing that, I'm making I'm basically making a symbol to them like Damn, this motherfucker don't even respect himself. He's willing to. He's willing to. You know what I'm saying? Completely go out of his way in a way that may may put him in discomfort, just right. to show, just to make some representation of love. I had to check myself and be like, man, what am I trying to do with that? Like, am I? Do I think that? Do I think that just my natural way of showing love is inadequate? Do I think I need to do, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, or go over the top or do something that I seen in a movie just mm-hmm. to just to show my love? And if that's the case, then that's not really love. I'm kind of I'm kind of fronting a little bit. So. Um, that that's something that I definitely learned in relationships. If you don't if you don't respect yourself, man, you're not going to get respect from the other person. And uh, I think respect is a huge huge thing in relationship. Mutual respect is is powerful, man. It allow it makes the whole process of setting boundaries. It makes the whole process of uh, of, of communicating with honesty, of being honest. It, it just makes it so much more fluid. Yeah, definitely. I I talked to a teacher of mine, and uh, he he's telling me about how his daughter was. This was years ago, but like he was, he was, he was talking about his daughter was becoming an opera singer, or she was an opera singer, and okay. I was like, "Oh, that's wild!" Like I, I don't know how my parents would react to that if I told them that. So I asked, him, <laughs> yeah, facts. I, I, <laughs> I asked him. <laughs> I mean, it was enough to be a designer, let alone you know like a creative field like that. That's so extreme. But um, anyway, so so I asked him, and he said, he said he's fine because you know he's a creative himself, so he's like okay. he doesn't care about it. But he said uh, when she asked him what he thought about it, he said, this is how you can gauge it. First, there's you and then there's the opera singing. And then there's when you combine with the opera singing. 
what is that energy? If that energy feels right, then do it. If not, then don't do it. And I think that applies to relationships too. I think like there's you, there's the other person, and then there's what happens when you come together. But I think in that also it's like intertwined um, the idea of each person has to be their own person before you come together to create something. Man, you know? <laughs> that part, <laughs> that, that part, real, real, real shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I did want to ask you something though, real quick. You said you said you had kind of mentioned something like quickly about even being the designer was was enough. Was that was there like was that an abrasive conversation between you and your family? Like when you yeah. said you wanted to be, it was yeah for sure, for sure. Really? Okay, and okay. to me, uh, to them, uh, it was like becoming a designer is like it, it was like becoming an artist. They didn't understand the concept of okay. what a designer was. Um, I okay. think now, now they see it, right? So now they're like, okay, I understand. I mean, still, it's still so abstract. Like, what are you actually doing at your job? But um, yeah, but they understand now. I mean, they see they see that I have a salary, so like, all right, cool. So he's getting paid. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're not tripping. That's, man, that's sometimes should I take that for granted? Like, I don't know how old your parents are, but just the idea of like people coming from just people coming from a different generation and not not really realizing like the ways to monetize now, which I'm sure will be us looking at kids in the future, but like, like they're going to be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a TikToker, you know what I mean? Or I'm going to yeah. be a, whatever app that is. And yep. the cats will probably get, you know, 80 to a hundred thousand a year starting salary, just on being on TikTok and yep. I don't know, doing, doing whatever. So it's like the, the ways to monetize, uh, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, that trips me out, man. Yeah. I mean, how was it for you? It, was, it wasn't like a, a an issue when you, you know, told your family? Man, I'm going to be honest. My my family has has always been like they've been pretty supportive of whatever I'm going to do. And not only that, they kind of know that I'm going to do I'm I'm going to I'm going to do what I'm going to do at the end of the day, regardless. Mm -hmm. um, so like my 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 mom, and my dad are split up. So like my my dad is for lack of a better word, we can get into this. He's, he's basically a hustler. You know what I'm saying? He's been a hustler his whole life. Mm -hmm. Like I, he's never, he's never had a, had a, had a job. Well, and maybe when he was young and stuff like that early, but as far as like when I was born, he's, he's always done his own thing. So that off top and he was a street dude. So when I was young, seeing him with a bunch, you know, flashy cars, big old knots, I was like, shit, you can do it you can do it by yourself. You don't need to go to these places. And some of the conversations we would always have just lended to that. Um, we would, man, some of the conversations we would have would go, would go crazy deep and he would break things down. Even when I was going to college, he was like, man, don't even trip on college. Like it's kind of some bullshit. You just got to go in there and get your little gimme card so that you can get into this other door. You know what I'm saying? But as far as what it is, it's really just a game. And so I'm, I'm super valuable for conversations like that. And then my mom, of course, she's, she's always noticed that I've had like confidence in myself and, and whatever I'm going to do. So she's been like, all right, shit, go after it. Yeah. So as far, as far as that, it was, it, it was, it was really smooth. Yeah. Um, how was your relationship with your parents growing up? Mm, my relationship was, it, it, it was good, man. I was, I was super, super close with my mom. Since my mom and my dad were split up, they've always been amicable, but spent most of the time with my mom. I'd say 70, 70% 70 of the time uh, with my mom. Uh, but man, the, the, the times with my dad, which we spent, I mean, good times together. There was, shit, he would, he would always come through the house, kick it, take us out. You, you know what I mean? Hang, hang out, just do, do fun shit. Um, but even, even the small, small times, like even if it's only 30% or 40% of the time, 
the, the experiences have been so have been so powerful, you know what I mean? And so and so lasting. Um, and so the relationship's been good as I get older, you know, once you get older, you start to like you start to see certain things of the, of the past and you're like, damn, why did you do that? Or you'd be like, damn, I don't really agree with the way you did that, mom. Or I don't agree with the way you did that, dad. And so these these questions come up in your mind and you want to start having those conversations. And and especially with especially with my dad, like I would say really like during college and once I graduated college, like our relationship just like exponentially went up mm. just because the the first time the first time I ever lived, I ever lived with my dad was was uh, when I graduated college. That was the most time I had ever spent consecutively seeing my dad every day. Yeah. And so that was a whole that was a whole learning experience like that was that was a trip looking back on it now, like now that I'm thinking that about it, it, it was like, it was like two, two grown males, you know what I'm saying? Getting put into yeah. an environment. Like, of course we know each other. It's my dad, but we had never really spent that much consecutive time together. So that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. Oh man. That's that, there's a lot there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, like going back to your childhood, if you were to describe, like if you were to give it like an emotion, like a stamp of emotion or like, a couple of emotions that describe what your childhood was like. What do you, how would you describe that? Passionate. I, w- I would say, I would say passionate just cause, yeah. just cause I've always been a passionate dude. I've always been like a, like a super emotional dude. So whether I was happy, whether I'm sad, if I'm happy, I'm, I'm hype, I'm sad, I'm crying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I need it. You know, I just always like very impassioned and blazing, like whatever I, whatever I would get into when I was young, I used to love the rollerblade. Oh my God. Like, I, I thought I was going to be, I don't even know professional rollerbladers. I thought I was going to be that. And I got good quick, you know, because I've become obsessed with these things. So whenever I think about stuff, I would just be passionate about it. You know what I mean? If I'm yeah. getting an argument with my mom and she's like, don't talk back or I'm going to whoop you. I'm passionate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I might have to get that last sentence. And the last <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might need to do it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Um, yeah okay so that 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 paints like a picture um you said that you had conversations as a as an adult with your parents and just questioning like certain things that they did as yeah. uh when you were a kid i guess and raising you i'm wondering i mean we don't have to go into the details in terms of like what the conversations were specifically yeah. but yeah i'm curious like what what came from those kind of conversations you know there was as far as the conversations yeah we had tons of conversations which i got a lot from there i do want to preface there's never been really a conversation where there's been like huge 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 like tension you know what i'm saying like i've never really held on to something like like mom and dad why did you do this like i carry this with me through my life now why did you there's never really been anything like that thankfully and i'm thankful man because i know that stuff can really affect people my conversations have been more about like what in in true and genuine curiosity like what was your headspace like when you were making that decision you know what i mean my mom had us when she was really young and i didn't i didn't question why did you have a kid when you were young but i would questions like what what was that like like were you scared you know what i mean how did how did you do that my mom my mom's been working since i can remember two three jobs you know what i'm saying i have an older sister so a lot of times it would be me and my sister at the house you know what i'm saying till late cooking dinner so it's like I would always have questions like, man, did that make you like, did that make you sad? You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm a passionate person. I'm empathetic. So I want to know, like, like, how did you feel, mom? You know what I mean? And yeah. I'd say, well, my dad, I'm like, man, my dad, my dad's been through a lot. He, he, he's done a lot. And so I always ask him questions um, about why he's done certain things that he's done. But to get back to the original question, 
what did I take from these conversations and how would I bring that into how I want to raise a kid? Uh, I took from the conversations that, man, cats are really doing the, the best that they can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my parents are uh, almost always, they're, they're literally trying to do the best that they can. If there's something hurtful to happen, I'm sure that they didn't mean to. My, my parents aren't, aren't really malicious, but it taught me, man, if I am going to have a kid, let me, you know, let me wait till I'm, as ready as you can be. Let me make sure that I'm, I'm financially sound. You know what I mean? So I don't have to put myself in a position where maybe that means I have to take time away from my kid, or maybe I have to, I have to work at a job that I don't want to and get home and be frustrated at my kid. If I can help that in any way, let me, let me do that to the best of my ability. Right. And one thing it's funny. I jokingly said it earlier, but one thing I think about is like, uh, would I whoop my kid? I think about that all the time. Oh man. That's, that's a topic I think about too. Well, well, I'm, I'm curious what your conclusion is. You, you know, I come to this. Conc- I come to this conclusion. I, I'll say this. I was kind of like I said. I was a passionate kid, so I was. I was kind of bad. You know what I mean? And I would take that into school, and so, and so my mom she whooped me frequently. You, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. I, I think as a woman trying to trying to wrangle in a young man, that was. I mean, that was kind of that was kind of in her toolbox. That was one of her most effective measures. You know, um, I only got whooped by my dad a couple times, but fuck. <laughs> nah seriously man i was i was like oh yeah. man okay yeah i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay away from that um but my, my ultimate takeaway is is I, I don't want to i i can't see a situation where i'm ever really whipping my kids like that like i mean you know my mom would be like all right go get the belt i can't imagine telling my kid that come on now you know what i'm saying nowadays and mm-hmm. in, in what in, in what i hope and what i think is and what i think it's coming to is i think we're now in the place where we I think empathy is growing like as a like as, as human beings, we're understanding empathy more. And I think that allows us to connect to our children better. And so what I hope is that, of course, I'm going to have to discipline my kid. Discipline is, is a way of, for lack of a better term, civilizing your child into whatever whatever rules you think are appropriate for them to behave. And I get that. Um, but I, I think the discipline being physical, I, I don't think I'm going to employ any of that, really. Yeah, I mean, may, may, maybe maybe smacks on the hands or stuff like that, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to have that be like like a crutch to where they start to combine like this is how, how you discipline something. You hit it. You are physical with it because that can have bad ramifications. And yeah. uh, shoot, that's not something I want to persist. Definitely. And I think, and, and I think one more thing though. I think that 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 what our parents were doing too probably even came from their hurt or their misunderstanding of how, of what, what needs to happen to a child as their race. So if I can break that cycle then cool, I'm going to break that cycle. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I, I think for myself, I came to the same conclusion. Um, I, I kind of, I, I did this exercise where I imagined myself as a child yeah. and then having like, what would that be like to have the people that you depend on um, physically hurt you? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a traumatic thing. You know what I mean? It's like emotionally confusing. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, so this person loves me, but they also hurt me. Um, you tie, like that. You can see how that kind of plays out, you know what I mean, in the, um, in the long run. So, I, think, I think so. Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I think so. And I, and I wonder too, I, I wonder about that. There's so many things that affected us that we don't know how they're affecting us. So I yep. do, I do wonder how, how that, how that plays into, to my psychology of emotion, to my psychology of, of trauma, all that. Yeah. Like for myself, I find like, I have a, I have an issue with authority. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. W- w- without question. 
do yeah. you think that stems from, man? Because I, because I've dealt with that so heavily throughout my life, and where I'm curious to know where you think that stems from, because I haven't even really thought about that too much, like where that would come from. Yeah, um, I mean, my parents. So my my okay. parents were like very strict on me. Um, the, okay. The weekly beatings. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that there's that relationship with authority where you're like, okay, I need to. I feel like I need to be better in order to not get hurt. Yeah. But then there's also the side where you're like, I need to be an independent being like, it's just a human being that is like alone um, and can handle themselves. And so I found myself like oscillating between being super rebellious as a Mm -hmm. kid and even growing up and then very uh, submissive, which is like the two yeah. opposites, but they're the reaction to the same thing. You know oh, what I mean? That's deep. Yeah, that's deep as fuck, man. That that is. That's so real. Damn, that's crazy, man. <laughs> Seriously, that. But 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 I mean, like, let let's sit on that for a second, Mike. Think about that psychology, like, it, it, and I think maybe that's where it comes in because you're like, maybe to your parents, you're like. You don't want to disappoint your parents. When you get your ass whooped, you don't, like, you realize, damn, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it almost turns you in a weird way, like, to the people I love. I want to maybe be more submissive, and maybe that maybe that manifests itself in the other, like, relationship later down the line. But to everybody else, you're like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, a re- like, rebellious. I mean, I was a terror in school. <laughs> I was a, I'm serious. I was a, I was a tear. I mean, I remember this one. Oh my God. I so many times. It was just, cr- just craziness. And I, and I'm like, where, where did that, like, where did that come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, why was I, why was I such a terror in yeah. my school? Why was, why was I telling my teacher? I remember I was skateboarding one time on campus, like afterwards. And this teacher, my, my teacher, Miss Stage, Miss Stage, if you're listening, I apologize for this, <laughs> but she was like, up, Bobby, get off campus. I'm going to call your mom. I was like, fuck you, Miss Stage. I'm out, bitch. And I'm just skate like doing a tail slide as I'm cussing at this lady. I'm just oh, like, what is going on? Like, like causing disruptions in class. Like, where, like, where did that that come from? I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like when I was younger, I, it was out of like, a, it was very surface level. I mean, I just started realizing this stuff like in the last year or even few months, you know. But back then, I was like, well, my dad beats me but nobody i'm not gonna let anybody else take advantage of me and so that was kind of my mindset going into it was like i'm i'm you can't tell me shit basically um so i mean for me it was like a visceral thing it was like all right one person or maybe two people my parents can control me but everyone else can't which is super unhealthy because i read this book by eddie wong i don't know if you read it but it's it's called fresh off the boat and he talks about how, you know, he's Asian American. He grew up uh, in Orlando, I think. And uh, he said, you know, he went through all of these things in his life. And at the end of the book, he finally realized that everything that he was, it was like, you know, in response to all the stereotypes of Asians, um, mm-hmm. being submissive, being quiet, whatever. He's the opposite of that. And so he said that he finally realized that his whole life is a reaction to that stereotype to those ideas and it basically controlled him i mean instead of being succumbing to the the stereotypes he was the opposite of it right because he's trying to prove that he's so different from it which in a way it's still the same it's still the same thing it's letting the 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 that 
beginning that prior piece control who you are and how you act. So that was kind of like how I described my my experience with my parents. And did you and did you and did you want to rebel too? Like against again, something I've never thought of, but I totally resonate with this idea of rebelling against the stereotypes that are being put on you. Like you have experience with that? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think that I would be who I am without that. Cause um, Facts. I mean, I don't. Facts, I think man. I'm like I'm. I'm pretty introverted. I'm pretty naturally like quiet, you know. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, I feel like in school I was so outspoken. I always, you know, same thing as you. I always gave trouble to the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to be. Uh, you know, as good as English as possible, even down to like speaking the language, you know what I mean? Like I try to be a, yeah. as articulate as possible because I got comments early on that like, you can't speak English or, um, and then later on I got comments like, oh, you're so articulate for, for an Asian person. So those kind of things definitely shaped who That's I great. am, who I became. Damn. I mean, totally, you know, it's a, totally it's a, it's a gift that, and a curse. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's a What about you? I, yeah, I mean, again, like it's crazy how so much, so many things come to the surface. Like during this conversation, yeah, I mean, even down to, even down to being being mixed, but identifying as black my whole life. But but people telling me, oh man, you talk white, you know what I mean, or oh you like to skateboard, or oh you like to do this and that, and that's not what that is. And I remember, I remember that being so confusing. Like what, what. Like, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? And why, why, why are you trying to hold me to these, to these particular stereotypes? And I realize now too, there were even stereotypes that I wasn't even aware of, like while I was in school that I was succumbing to even while trying to be myself. So for example, the fact that black students get suspended, whatever, three times as much as the rest of students. Like I didn't, I didn't know these were things and looking back on it now, I'm, I'm realizing how these things were playing on me. You, you know what I'm saying? And realizing like why, why, why was that? Why, what, again, I, I was, you know, more outspoken than, than a lot of the kids, but what did I, did I run into trouble more often than not because of my race? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, and, and so that's a, that's a stereotype that we'll probably, we'll probably never get away from, but, but yeah, man, I think I actively always wanted to be, just wanted to be different. I, I wanted to be myself, which was, it seemed inherently different than what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, uh, again, skateboarding from the fashion decisions I would make to, you know, I grew up, I grew up on rap music, of course, because I looked up to my dad and my dad's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a, a cat from Texas, like <laughs> dark skin, blue, black, you know what I'm saying? And just <laughs> every, some stereotypes that you would imagine, but also all the other stereotypes as well from, from, you know, somebody completely opposite of him. You know what I mean? It, he's one of the most creative, articulate, smart dudes in the world so it showed me like you can you can be both things so so yeah mm-hmm. man i actively wanted to break stereotypes i wanted to show people that i was uh that i was different you know what i'm saying that like that i was into some shit that i thought was cool and right. celebrate that yeah yeah i mean i think we all have this like uh want to be different or want to be at least unique um i think some I'm, people I'm, do man some people are, some people want to be in the box for real yeah I think yeah that's so. true that's true um, maybe it's just the people that uh, that stand out that I notice that want to be unique. 
or, or even some people are, are scared to. And I should I've had experience with that, too. Like I've had experience with being scared to show like myself, especially maybe maybe I'm around, you know, some of my other black friends and being like, damn, these cats are going to make fun of me if I say I like this or being around some white friends and being like, oh, these cats are going to make fun of me if I say I like this. So there, there is sometimes that pre- that pressure to fit in man. What um, you mentioned the, the the kind of questioning your identity. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious if we could dive deeper into that, like yeah. the being half white, half black. What mm-hmm. and have you? Um, what what conclusions have you come to? I guess reflecting on that. Um, you know, I've come I've come to a lot of conclusions, man. I've come to I've come to the conclusion that that being black is not a monolith. I've come to the conclusion that mm. that there is a that there is certain powers that be that rely on people dividing themselves into the word white or the word black or the word this or the word that uh, to to keep us separated. I'm aware that a certain amount of this is is illusion. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't um, I don't repel any of my any of my culture. You know what I'm saying? Especially the culture that I identify with. But but what I do repel is 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 marginalizing that to certain words, you know what I mean? So we can be, so we can be put in a box or, or set, set as far as other, but what it showed me is, is, is being black, quote unquote, or having melanin in my skin, being a, mel- a melanin rich person. Uh, uh, we, we are not a monolith. That experience is, that experience is as varied as, as humans are varied. You know what I mean? And shit, my own experience showed me that. When, <clears throat> when did you realize that? <clears throat> so um, let me like preface this with the story. So I um, I grew up in Portland. Uh, there's some you know Vietnamese people here. Most of my school was white, so I didn't relate to them. Um, I didn't fit in with them, but I I also didn't fit in with the traditional Vietnamese stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that you could become or you could just be a person until yeah. I went back to Vietnam and I was like, Oh, there's, there's, there's like so many different types of people that can exist and you don't have to fit into this one box for you. When did that become like a thing that you realized? When did you realize that being black wasn't a monolith monolith? Did I realize that? I think, I mean, I think, I, th- I think honestly, I think that's a, that's a scroll that I'm still unrolling. You know what I mean to kind of use a weird analogy, but um, but it is. I, I, I would I would say I think I would say probably about about midway through college. You know, I really uh, I started finding little inklings of like, look, this is this, this is who I am, man. This is this is who who I need to be. This is who I need to be celebrating. Like I I am who I, who I am, and no matter again stuff you try to change about yourself you, you you are who you are you can again you can water certain parts of yourself but but you have to you have to celebrate all of yourself and so i think about about halfway through college i really started um you know getting more getting more comfortable with that and and wanting to celebrate that and you know having confidence in the fact that look my experience my experience is just as valid as anybody else's experience you know and i regardless at the end of the day th- this is always going to be this you know what i'm saying my, my skin ain't going nowhere and so that that from the outside world that they will 
always, you know, attempt to, in, in some respect, define me because of that. And yeah. and if that if that's the case, then I can't help but be an example of the black experience. You feel right. what I'm saying? Like right, like right. just my my sheer existence. And because of that, well, shit, there's nothing I can do about that. Like so, anything that I do in my life is part of the black experience. You know what I mean? And so that shows me that it isn't a monolith at all. Yeah. Damn, that's a uh, that's. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's a great way of putting it. Um, <clears throat> I don't think we can have this conversation now without talking about what's going on right now in the world um, yeah. and this topic specifically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, the everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. So I think most people that want to know what's going on uh, in terms of facts, uh, they can find the information. It's It's out there so they can understand what it's like. But I'm I'm interested in understanding how you're responding to this as an individual. Um, so when you think about everything that's going on right now, how is it affecting you on a physical and emotional level? That's a good question. I think um, I think before I can even answer that question, I, I should preface the fact that uh, again, and I want to give shout outs to my dad. My dad is a incredibly forward thinking person um, and has dealt with um, shoot a lot more direct racism than I probably will ever experience in my life. And so my dad has done a really good job over my life of planting seeds of what's going on. We have before, again, the time that's going on right now. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of conversations we had about, about, about the racial tensions. Where do these racial tensions come from? You know what I'm saying? O- opening my eyes to to things that maybe maybe would blur, I would glaze over, pointing my eyes so I'd look at things more critically and saying, look, it, this isn't so you look at the, the world this way, but pay attention, pay attention to the relationships that's happening between between certain people. And is that is that race motivated, so to speak, or pay attention to where certain people's actions are coming from. We've had conversations about white privilege when I was when I was 13 years old, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, ta- and talking about that. Um, and again, that's not to say that all, all white people are like this, but as a phenomenon, this is something that exists. And so I think right now, I, 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 I look at what's happening. And I and I say, man, this was, this was this was coming, not, not the not the uh, advertisement and the and, and the, the, like all the televising of, of these murders. Um, but the, but this revolution that we're going through, this this transition that we're going through, this was coming. Um, and so, to, to be honest, when I see this time right now, I I look at this and I feel I feel of course sad for victims, um, but I feel I feel empowered to to push as much as I can during this transition to facilitate what I believe is coming. What do you think is coming? I think we're going, and sometimes this is an unpopular opinion, but I think we're going through the major transition right now. That is, that is the death of the old guard. I feel, I feel like, I don't know, maybe for the next five to 10 years, we're going to go through a, a really hard and abrasive transition of a lot of people with old ideologies having to come to terms with that and those falling away. I think what we're seeing right now is, is the fact that culture in, in, in America to a certain extent is, was based on a lot of exploiting Black people. You know what I'm saying, and there, and 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 the the lack of acknowledgement on the on the part of those doing that has never has never come really to the surface. All we see is all we see is the the manifestations of it. For example, 
uh, an officer feeling that he thinks it's okay to shoot down an unarmed black dude. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there is that inherent, um, I am superior to you. Do what I say or else you will have to feel the consequences of, of, of me. Where does, that, where does that come from? What is that? That's, that's rooted in, in the exploitation and the lack of speaking, speaking about the fact that you have these ideas. So to be honest, one thing I like about this is I like that it's coming to the surface. I like that these hard conversations are being had because that's the only, that's the only way we're going to get through it. People are going to have to start. There's going to be a lot of the mission of people saying, look, yeah, I am racist. I have these fucked up ideas. I've been holding on to this for a long time. Yeah. And that and that's where the real conversation starts. As long as people are trying to still keep shit under wraps and trying to keep shit suppressed, it's just going to get worse and worse. What we need is complete, complete honesty and complete transparency right now. Yeah, definitely. And that's what that's what I feel like is coming. Yeah. Sometimes you need to fail and hit something difficult to change as a person. And I feel like this is one of those moments where it's like you're coming like to purge, man. I, exactly. I mean, you know. <laughs> the movie the movie is uh, a little much but yeah it's definitely a purge oh, no, of some no, no, sorts sorry, sorry. No, 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 I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the movie I know it's kind of crazy I just, I just mean it's like uh, a purge know, of like, like in terms of the culture yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly exactly you're exactly. the culture meeting, meeting itself head on I mean you, you just the way the wave of, of people and the wave of ideas that are coming in. I have a, I have an 11 year old little brother, man, and I have a, and I have a five year old niece. Uh, but looking at the kids and the way the kids think, they're they're gonna look at this idea of race and laugh at us. Seriously, they're gonna la- they're gonna be like, what were y'all? What, what was wrong with y'all? Y'all were tripping. You, yeah. you know what I mean? They're not gonna they're not gonna understand that because everybody around them in most parts of the world is mixed, man. Especially here in America. I go, mm-hmm. I go to my little brother's school. Everybody's like some shade of brown. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it'd it be in Indian, Indian, Mexican, Asian, European, you know, African, Asian. It, it's, it's so many people mixing together. So when they go to look on a sheet and they say, and somebody says, Hey, what are you? Are you black? Are you, are you white? They're going to be like, that doesn't, that's not going to make sense to them. Right. So from the conversations that we've had, it feels to me like you're the kind of person that questions things. And it's kind of like, the things that we've talked about so far, I, I think that's that's shown itself to be true. Um, I'm curious, what kind of ideas, philosophies, um, topics do you think about a lot? What kind of what kind of questions are you asking yourself as you go through life? I think one thing that's been that's been really, really, really coming to the surface lately is what are my, what are my motivations? Oh my god, dude! What are, what are my motivations? Why, why has that come up? Because, man, I think uh, I've always had this thing in my mind, like, man, I'm going to be successful. I know I'm going to be successful. I want to. And, and what I was equating to success with when I was younger, granted, I, I, I was young. So my, <laughs> my barometer for even, for even exploring things in depth was, was severely limited. But, you know, I would equate that with money. Oh, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like my dad. I'm going to have a fat night. I'm going to have a Benz on ribs. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and being being kind of confining to this idea and realizing that like ch- chasing the money is chasing the money is finite. You're gonna get there and then be like, damn, now what? And so I started and, and realizing that and come to terms with that. You're like, well, damn, what should I be motivated about? And so that's caused me to really like push and really be like, what's motivating me? What do I want to do? What do I want my business to mean? Yeah, of course I want to be profitable. Everybody wants to be profitable, but what do I want it to mean? What do I want it to stand for? 
what story am I actually motivated by? What is my story? That's those are the questions that I that I've really been thinking about now and trying to identify. Yeah, that's true. Um, what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of answers have come from those questions? I think the things that have some of the answers that have come from those questions is I think more or less really what the, the strong answer that came from it was that certain motivations aren't sustainable. You know what I'm saying? And they're and I'm obsessed with sustainability. Yeah, like of course in the econ like uh, like environmental standpoint, like that's sustainability, but also sustainability like of self, like like how do I keep myself excited and myself motivated? And money is cool, but it's but it's not money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it, the the first layers I'm peeling off revealed that it's it's something to do with it, it it's something to do it was something to do with getting people like excited, like making people happy. That was like when I first started peeling all this back, I was like, okay, there's something in that. Like, I love doing something with somebody and, and show, like if me and you are collaborating on a design or something like that, like I'm, I'm hyped. I'm super motivated. I want to stay, I want to stay extra hours at the office. I'm like, I can't wait to do a sketch and show you. So you could be like, Bob, that's dope. That's hot. So that's a certain form of validation. Okay. Well that, again, that's not sustainable as well. Let's peel back those layers. Uh, what I really like to do is I like, I like to bring people together. You know what I mean? I like to connect with people. I like, uh, I like empathy. I'm, I'm a very passionate person, which means I am compassionate. Okay. There's a little bit more, that's a little bit more ammo right there. So now how do I, how do I bring that into to design? What I love to do, what I'm, what I, what I'm good at. How do I, how do I make sure that my design is my design ideas are sustainable? You know, how do I keep coming up with new and fresh stuff? If it's money motivated, you kind of run into a block, but if it's motivated by, by a story, like, how do we bring people together through design, which is a little vague, but again, as I continue going down the path, I uncover more. Um, if you can, if you can pin it to a story, well, now you got a little bit more motivation. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'll, I'll continue to ask these questions and I'll continue. It's like, I think about it like a big block of marble. Like I'm just going to keep chiseling down and I'm roughing the shape in slowly, but surely. And I'm slowly, but surely refining it more and more. I have an idea but I'm slowly refining it a little bit more and more over time. It's kind of like the design process. Start out with a big idea, a big chunk of mass, and then you you start you start chiseling away. You don't break out the fine chisel in the sandpaper until you're like until you're about to be done. You know what I mean? You're trying to make the skin soft. Um, and so, man, that's kind of how I feel about like like defining meaning and find and finding meaning, especially yeah. in life and the things you do. Yeah, sorry, definitely. that was long winded. No, long-winded. no, that was great, <laughs> man. That was great. It reminds me of the uh, this idea. I haven't read the book, so I'm gonna probably get it wrong. But it's the idea called anti fragile, and it's it's basically the concept of the the worst that it gets. No, it's basically like no matter what happens, um, you're gonna, gonna be able to continue to go on. So the sustainability idea that you're talking about is res- uh, is the same kind of thing. So basically, like. Um, for example, if you, if the thing that drives you is, uh, is getting approval from others, that means that when Mm -hmm. someone doesn't give you approval, then your motivation dies. So a a better motivation might be like learning. Okay. So no matter what, if they approve of you or not, no matter what happens, you can learn something from it. So that, that learning idea is like an anti-fragile idea. Um, And even, and and even learning, like, or whatever it is like that process right there that that's the power like forcing yourself to continue to peel back the layers yeah you know what i mean forcing yourself to be honest with yourself of like is it really learning or am i being lazy am i being lazy with myself psychologically right right you know what i mean like what's underneath that and 
shit, sometimes I can be hard though. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes cats don't want to go that deep. Yeah. <laughs> real, yeah. Real man. Talk, man. It's hard. It's hard. Um, it's, hard it's a hard see. thing to keep questioning yourself and wondering like, is the framework that I live myself, live my life by, is that the right way to do it? And then you're Boom. constantly pulling the rug out from under yourself over and over again. Keep falling. <laughs> because too, you'd be, you'd be scared. Like you'd be like, damn, if, if I realize my motivation isn't money, like, does that change who I am? Is that going to change like my work ethic? Is that going to change what I do? People be scared of that because people have so much identity sometimes wrapped up in these things and it's, it, it becomes sticky. So we, you talked about uh, community a little bit and um, yeah. wanting to work with people. I think that's, you know, I, I can see that in the, the projects that you work on. Um, so from the outside looking in, when someone looks at you, I think that they see, and at least per- personally for me, I see someone that is confident and who thrives in the community. And I feel like you're also a natural leader. But in a way, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, I feel like you're also a fairly private person, uh, which is okay. weird, uh, <laughs> like a, a weird contrast. But is that how you experience things internally? Like, h- how do you experience yourself? Man, it's crazy. I, I think, and this is, I, I actually had a similar conversation with my girl not too long ago. Sometimes I think like, sometimes I think, man, like, am I putting myself out there too much? Like, are people... Like, are they judging me a little bit? Like, like, man, I'm, I'm too open with my feelings. Like I'm too hard on my sleeve. Um, but as, as my girl revealed to, to me and some of my friends, they were like, man, you know, a lot of times we don't know emotionally where you stand. You don't, you don't really show that. And that was, man, to, to hear that was nuts because sometimes I'm like, sometimes I have the idea of myself, like, man, I'm, I'm way putting myself too much on front street. You know what I'm saying? I'm making myself look goofy, like dog, you're in your feelings too much. And so that's, that's interesting to hear you say that private part, um, private part. That's interesting to hear you say, <laughs> say the a- aspect of being private, because yeah. I think, I think maybe that's something that comes to the surface, which, which is un- uh, unintentional. You know, I, I'm not going to put all my business on front street, but I think, I think in my mind, I'm a little bit more open than I, than I actually, than I actually am like per like personally with my, with my, with my personal life. So I want to talk about the topic of pain and struggle and, and, and how it shapes you. Um, okay. so I did a, I did a quick survey on Instagram the other day and, uh, basically asking like, what are, what are your favorite emotions to experience? And I got some pretty interesting, uh, answers back. And something that I realized, and not everybody, but some one of the things I realized was that a lot of them were emotions that people experience after experiencing some some amount of pain. So, like for example, catharsis um, or relief. So those are emotions that you experience after something happens. Um, so I'm curious for you. Can you talk about a moment that you've been hurt in life, and then how? How did that hurt change you or affect your life afterward? Yeah, mostly like when I think about that, it's mostly like like family stuff. Um, when I was I was like twelve, I think I was twelve, eleven, eleven or, or eleven or twelve, and there was there was a bunch of stuff that had happened in my family, and and my dad had uh, went to prison, and there was a there was I would say a lot of there was a lot of hurt, you know what I mean, around that and dealing with like what what does that even mean you know what i mean this this person being gone seeing how that affected my mom um and i wouldn't say that those are my favorite emotions to experience um but 
but I think, I think you learn a lot from those. I think, I think, and I think maybe that's what, that's what people are saying. I think that's kind of, it's kind of like a, a metaphor for life. You learn, you, you learn a lot when you hit the wall, you know what I'm saying? Or, or when shit hits no. the fan. No. Um, I think my favorite emotion to experience though is can, can truth be an emotion? Yeah, like, I see that. Like a is, resonating, is it, resonating, but there's also something uh, like, like facing reality, I guess. Is that what you're yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, because that that can be that can be hard sometimes. It can be it can kind of be a mix of emotions. I, I like when I guess I like when I get truth because it it's 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 an orienting system. I have a really big problem with lying because lying fucks with the free will of whoever the lie is being told to. If mm-hmm. if if, you, if you're lying, you're telling me you're not giving me my option. So for example, if you're in a relationship and somebody's lying to you, you're not giving me the option to decide if I if that's what I want to do or not. If you're not giving me the option to say, Hey, this is who, this is who the person that I'm really with. Do I want to be with that? Or do I not want to be with that? And so that's why lying is dangerous. So I like truth because even though it can be hard, you, the door, the door is created and the feeling of the door being created, whether I want to open it or not, is a very, it's a very powerful feeling. I feel like life is just a series of walking through different doors. Yeah, for sure, man. Okay. So we talked about, um, we talked about pain earlier. I want to talk about the opposite side, uh, okay. which is beauty. Um, specifically, I want to talk about the moments in your life that were filled with that quality of beauty. So if you reflect on the things that you've experienced so far um, from a child to now, what what has been the most beautiful moment in your life? What, what are, Or what have been the most beautiful moments in your life? Got me thinking about like what is beauty. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think that is? What do you think beauty is? It's some part. It's like some part of truth, and truth by way of like a really really pure form of manifestation. Like a like like as something as something comes as something comes in, it doesn't get perverted on its on its way out. Does that does that make make sense at all? So like if I'm if I I think if I'm talking about beauty in the form of in the form of maybe like a physical thing, maybe that that physical thing has kept this has kept this essence of truth as it's come into the minds of the individuals and seen its way through, not perverted by as least amount of perversion as possible. Yeah. And and so I try to think about think about what does that mean for an experience. I feel like when I think about beauty, um, I think about like like a beautiful moment to me for example would be like a sunset and mm-hmm. in that sunset there's something there's the there's like the beauty itself in the thing like in the sun how it reflects on the sky and maybe on the ocean and the colors that come from that but there's also like this other side of it which is not beautiful it's the idea of like the potential loss that it's gonna go oh, away. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah. like a negative with the positive. I think. I think for a be okay. I think I think a beautiful moment then. For from my perspective, something that really sticks out in in like in my life, has been times where I've had, I've had sincere, uh, like sincere, joy or or this almost like pure love for for a friend or, or a partner, not attached to anything, but this overwhelming feeling of just wanting, wanting them to do well. I've been feeling it recently, like, uh, 
there's been some advancements in my family. Like I see it with my dad and I feel that a lot. Like he's doing something now that is, that seems to be coming from such a pure place. And I can see the motivation circling around him. It's almost like when I visualize him, I see this new, this new energy just coming into him. Mm. And I think, and I think that's, that's a really beautiful moment. I've been seeing my mom get a lot more confidence in herself. I've been seeing my mom. Yeah. She, she spent a lot of time battling with depression and seeing her slowly start to pull, pull out, pull that out and, and grow in that light around her grow. I think that that's been, that's been beautiful. If I think, if I think about that, because it's almost like she's, there's, there's an energy coming through her, so to speak. There's energy coming through all of us. And, and, it's almost like it's it's becoming more and more pure, less and less perverted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I see, I see what you're saying. Um, what about for you? Has there something that that's happened to you that uh, that you find beautiful? I'll say, you know, those. I guess those experiences are cool because those give those give me a feeling. But something yeah. that's happened to. Yeah, actually, I, I think it's been I think there's been a there's been like this liberation, actually, of in, in my in my mind, like we, we talked about identity a little bit a while back and almost like this liber this liberation. There was I, I was working on that flashlight project. Right. Yeah. And and uh, about at the turn of the year, like January, I was having a conversation with my dad and I was kind of stressing about that because I was like, man, I felt this pressure to bring it back. And I felt this pressure to like make it right and show people that, hey, I can make this. And there was a good idea in that. And ultimately what we took away from the conversation, he was like, Bob, that's that's always going to be there. You can always come back to that. Do you can do whatever you want. You can do what whatever you want. Of course, you have, you, you, you know, you got to make sure you take care of yourself, but don't place any don't place any restrictions on yourself. And it was almost like he took. It's almost like he took these these doors off for me, and for me that was that was a super empowering, liberating, beautiful moment. I felt so I felt so confident, you know what I mean? I was like, "Fuck, like I can do anything." Like who who cares if I if I want to do consumer electronics, but I also want to do shoes, but I also want to write a movie. Like there is there is no cap on 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 anything on anything I can do, you know. And that I think that was maybe one of the most. I'm glad you asked me the question. Yeah, that was one of the most like beautiful moments of my life recently that's awesome man um it's like this uh i I feel like sometimes we need people to give us permission to be like just to to live Uh, life you know because that for you i feel like maybe that was like a door that you put in to like that you trapped yourself right yeah it's a castle i built around myself have you so so i know like like would you do you uh, would you say you're you're more like an explorative type of person are you like a homebody like how would you describe yourself in that in that sense that's another interesting topic. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm naturally, actually, you know what? I can't say I'm naturally anything. Um, I took a okay, personality test. That. I took a personality <laughs> test the other day and uh, yeah. I was like literally like 15, 51%, 49% extrovert, introvert. Like I was like halfway and I feel that's how I feel. Oh, I feel that's, like, great. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, I, I can be comfortable at home and I can stay here for weeks, months and I'd be fine. Like, I'm good. But then if I go out, I also feel like I, I, I feel energized from it. So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I feel like I'm exactly halfway. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Why, why do you ask? 
Um, I, I just asked because there's been like, I, I was driving home today. So I went up, uh, my, my girl, she lives, she lives a little ways away from me. She lives up by, uh, just a little bit North of where I stay. And, uh, I was driving back and I was like, you know, I'm in a new place. I'm in Texas. So I didn't, I didn't grow up here. I'm from, I'm from a suburb of Seattle. So I'm in a new place. Right. And I was like, I was driving back and I was going through kind of like these kind of country roads, so to speak. And I was thinking like, why do I like it here? Like for all intents and purposes, you know, Seattle is my home. It's super beautiful there. You know what I mean? There's trees, there's mountains. Like why, why do I feel so good being here right now? And the thing I kind of came to was like, I've always been like, I've always loved to explore. You know what I mean? I've always loved to like, to like feel like I'm on a trek. Like, like I got my family home and I'm like, I'm on my own shit. Like I, I love y'all, but I'm about to go into these woods. Um, and so this is kind of like a, this is kind of just like a bigger, a bigger version of that. And so I guess as far as like, as I'm continuing to to like define or understand the story of my life, what, what, what does that mean for me? You know what I mean? And, 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 and how else does being an explorer like manifest itself in in my life? Or, or is that just an even surface level word that I'm putting on it? What's even beneath that idea of being explorative, explorative in my, in my definition? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about this idea of curiosity a lot. And uh, I realized that, uh, and I think curiosity is the same thing as explorative, almost. It's like the thing before that inspires you to explore. Yeah, I can fuck with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so uh, I felt before, like when I was at my job, I felt like it kind of trains curiosity out of you um, in many Mm -hmm. jobs. Um, It's more like getting the right answer versus like exploring, going down an idea which uh, I didn't really find until recently. And I found that because I, I got a camera, a disposable camera, and I went out and I started walking and just photographing stuff. And that feeling of like, what, what can I find? Like, mm-hmm. what's next? Mm-hmm. What, what is something that I think is beautiful? And the camera is cool because it gives you this tool to look at the world through a different way, right? Uh, it kind of fr- allows you to frame the world um in a picture so i i started doing that and i I went out on the weekend and just walked around for hours and so kept photographing stuff and it was so uh freeing it's almost like that feeling when you get when you like go for a drive and you're just like let me just drive and go down this highway until it until it ends or until i'm tired of it um something freeing about it right it's it's liberating there's like is that the same I think Sorry. so. It, it, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, I think the, it the, is. It's just, it just manifests itself like a little bit differently. I'm like, it's the, it's the same as like the conversation I was just telling you about with my dad. Like that was a moment of like, like a door opening for me to continue my exploration. Like sometimes we build these, we build these like walls around ourselves and say, and say, I can only explore within this. You know what I mean? And uh, again, coming back to permission and maybe that's not such a bad thing. Like maybe permission, maybe, Maybe that's okay. Like maybe it is good to get permission. We can't know we can't know everything. So hopefully it's yeah. just about having those right people around us that they give us permission. Or maybe permission is really just an analogy for show I showed you the door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can walk you, you can walk through it or not. And again, maybe again we're we're probably constantly constantly trying to define our arena. You know what I'm saying? We're de- we're trying to define our arena and understand like where the edges are. Um and sometimes it's okay for that to get broken or put a door on the edge of the arena that you didn't know was under some trees and you can walk through it and build a new one or explore or explore a bigger arena. 
Yeah, man, for sure. Well, uh, you said that thing you said about the permission being the someone get, showing you a door. Yeah. That uh, that gave me chills, dude. That uh, <laughs> resonated with me because that we all have blind spots. I think, like we don't we don't yeah. see everything. We can't see ourselves uh, as how you know other people see us. So when someone gives you permission, it's almost like exactly what you said. It's like, here's the door. You're allowed to go through this. Uh, and that's, feel, that's powerful. I feel like sometimes maybe people have a bad, like, reaction to that. You know what I mean? Because even when you said it earlier, you were like, permission. And I was like, uh, like, I heard that. And I was like, yeah, it, it gave me a break because, like, you don't want somebody to have, I guess it's come, come back to that, like, re- rebellious feeling, so to speak. I'm like, ain't nobody need to give me permission for nothing. But it like it's okay like it's actually like it's okay to submit to somebody yeah. like it's it, i heard this quote and one of my favorite rappers is jay electronica he said even a master submits to a master and i was yeah. I, I, it's a simple line but it's something that we take for granted I, I don't know maybe it's our culture or maybe it's just like being young men but like this idea of like i'm not going to submit to nobody i'm about to pave my way but it's it's okay to take direction like it's okay to like learn you know what i mean and not be you, you don't have to know everything. Fuck, that was something I struggled with in school, man. Like, I, I realized this way after, like, even in high school and college, like, I was so scared to look dumb at certain times that I wouldn't even ask questions, questions that I needed to ask, like, help that I needed. Yep. Like, I, w- I was, like, scared to ask that because I thought that was going to be a reflection of myself when, like, that's, it, it's, it's okay. That's how you get better. Like, that's how you get farther. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man, that's such an important um that's such an important thing for for everyone to realize and I'm I'm still like I need to work on that heavily. Um the, the being okay being okay with taking answers from somebody or being okay with like someone tell cuz someone telling you is not a, a it's not a offensive in itself. It's really how you view the someone telling you the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that just comes from your past <laughs> for me, probably my parents, um, maybe for most of us is our parents. That's it. That's crazy. Do you hold on? So can I ask you a question? Do you want to, do you want to have children? Uh, a, that's a question I'm still thinking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, uh, if I do or not. I mean, biologically I do like I have the urge to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah. But Hold on, you have I, the, you have the urge to have sex, or you have the urge to have no, kids? no, to have kids. Oh, to have kids. Oh, okay, like, okay. I want to I want to care for something, uh, and okay, I yeah, see something yeah. beyond me. But um, then I question, like, is it morally right? Is it um, interesting? Okay, yeah. Is it? Uh, am I am I a person that is like emotionally ready to have a kid and raise a kid and be responsible for that? Uh, like like. Can I raise a emotionally healthy person? I don't know if I can at this point. So, those are my doubts. My doubts stem from like moral and then also emotional. What about you? Man, yeah, I do. I do want to have. Ch- I envision. I envision having children. Without question. Um, uh, man, I think that. I think that is a. I think that is a fear, man, that people have. Uh, I think that I think that's shared, you know, maybe at different magnitudes among people. But yeah, man, like, am I going to instill the right morals? You know, am I am I going to fuck up? Am I am I going to mess somebody up? Uh, t- to be honest, too, if I'm going to be totally candid, like sometimes I have the idea of like, 
damn, is that going to take away from me? Like kind of in a selfish point, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, 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 damn, if I have kids, then does that limit my freedom? You know, I can't do what I want anymore. Um, and I don't know if that's maybe just something about me. Oh, I think about young. that too, man. <laughs> you know, like, it, well, I, I guess like, I just want to go to Italy or something like that. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't seriously. Real shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think, I think here's the thing. And I, I think all parents, if you talk to any parent, you kind of get this feeling. It's like, mm-hmm. um, your life changes after you have a kid. So you don't really care about that kind of stuff. I don't know. Is that true? Who knows? But from our perspective, without having kids, it's like, yeah, we worry about that kind of stuff. Um, I also worry, like, I feel like most people have kids because they want to have kids, not because the kid wants to exist. Um, So that's like a, that's something I think about too. Like what does that kid want to exist right now? uh with me as a parent um and if if i bring this kid into life like am i gonna be this parent that tries to live through them um, oh my god yeah instead that, of giving the freedom uh, yeah that's that's where it gets dicey man or like or like people putting pressure on themselves to like this is what I need to do at this time in my life. Or if not, if not at this point, then I, I failed something or missed something, you, yeah. you know? Um, shit, I don't know. People are going to do what they do. I, I hope people really take into consideration that that responsibility before that, not do it for a fleeting reason. Remember my sister got a dog cause she thought it was cute. And then the dog, <laughs> you, you know, drive, drive, drive yeah. her crazy. You know what I mean? It, it's not cute once you have to walk it and take it every day. And so it's yep. like, I hope, Hope I don't. <laughs> I hope you, you know the people I'm involved with don't don't uh, don't make decisions for that reason. And we can say, hey, "This is what we want to do. Um, we think this will be good for the world." And uh, yeah, this is how we're moving. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that thing about having having a dog if because they're cute, <laughs> it's like that's a big big commitment to make for a very brief moment of that a, that thing's a life. fleeting feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> facts, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, you can't return kids. You can't uh, nah, refund yeah, kids. Like the, ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate buyer's remorse, like yeah, bro. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> so, last question. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, we as humans put up statues of people, not because mm-hmm. we love those people, but because we love what those people represent. Mm-hmm. So, when you pass on from this life, and the world puts up a statue of you. Where would you want to put that statue? What would you want that statue to be? And what would you want it to represent? That's a good last question. Hold on. I got I to gotta think about that for a second. Where, where would I want it to be is one of the most interesting things. I think I would want the statue to be wherever. So I, I, I envision this, this compound of sorts that's, that's my offices, my, my workspace, warehouse where I keep inventory, the, the compound of, of near house, so to speak, you know what I mean? Where we can work and I can live and there's room for my family, there's mountains and all that stuff. So I, I would like the statue to be there. What would it be made out of? Oh man, maybe something crazy like gold or something like that would be dope. I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of pretentious, but not in the pretend, not in the pretentious way, just cause I think that would look crazy. Uh, I don't know either gold, either gold or marble. So, I mean, something. I feel like if you're gonna do a statue, you you want it you want it to be a symbol of like something that's gonna last. And so I'm obsessed with this idea of lasting. If if I'm ever mm-hmm. on here again, we could talk about like the Egyptians or something like that. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but maybe yeah maybe like gold or marble and what would i want it to represent maybe it would just be a representation of and i don't know how this would happen but like all the the fact that i'm just like a point in time you know what i'm saying and really like i wanted to represent like that yeah that i'm 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 just a point in time and this same thing can can continue to exist and that's weird how do i say that better uh or like more clearly like it it would be cool if it was like if it kind of didn't look like me you know what i mean or it was kind of like generic in some way so maybe it was just like like maybe favored me a little bit but was more like a general like human form you know what i'm saying Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know would be interested in being interviewed for the Earthian podcast, reach out to us on Instagram at WeAreEarthian. And of course, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you and have a beautiful day.